And action. Hi, and welcome to episode three, season three. Today we're gonna episode be discussing season three. <laughs> Today we're gonna be discussing a really hot topic that's shaking up the financial system. And it's Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, the largest bank failure since the 2008 crisis. SVB's main strategy was collecting deposits from businesses financed through the venture capital. It then expanded into banking and financial venture capitalists themselves and added services to allow the bank to keep clients as they matured from their startup phase. And it was a pretty, pretty old, old bank. Yeah, it was like founded in 1983 or something. So that's 40 years. And that actually blows my mind. Dude, we've been talking about securities, about cryptocurrencies and how everything is totally unstable and untrustworthy. And now this 40-year-old bank destroyed in a matter of hours or days, a really short period of time. And What's it's funny is it's almost, because... almost as old as you. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go <laughs> I'm almost 30 years old. That's it. That's <laughs> everything I'm going to say. <laughs> but let's return back to SVB. So SVB was an amazing large bank. It was, according to uh, Federal Reserve, it was the 16th largest, largest bank in the US prior to its collapse. And it was catering mostly to startups, to tech startups. It was basically the Hollywood baby, I mean, Silicon Valley bank, and it was a really good favorite lender among among tech startups. And their website noted that SVB banks nearly half of all US venture-backed startups and 44% of the US venture-backed technology and healthcare companies that went public in 2022 are SVB clients. So that's, that means that they have a huge amount of money rolling around. I read somewhere that they had almost 200 billion in the bank something like that that's a boatload of money and with that money they made a business decision and the business decision was let's make more money and how let's make money work for us that's what every youtuber will tell you make money work for you <laughs> i'm getting some ftx ftx shingles from all of this make the money work for you damn yeah, yeah, it's it's quite similar, actually. People go and listen to the FTX episode and you will see some parallels. But at the end, what uh, the SVB did was that they bought like, uh, I, I think it was around 80 billion worth of mortgage-backed securities, which were pretty stable at the time and had an average yield of like 1.5%. Not a lot, but still on the on the historic level interest rates were quite low at the time and 1.5 percent yield didn't look that bad but if you weren't living under a rock for the past year or two the interest rates were starting to rise and with every rate rate hike the 80 billion that svb had locked up looked worse and worse and worse and worse and what's and on top of that yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, what's even worse is that also the deposits started to fall. So all, all the venture capital that was flooding into SVB started to slowly basically deteriorate. And the huge valuations that the companies had and the startups started to drive and the shrivel meaning SVB wasn't getting the inflows it, it once was. And it was even more, um, it was what was even worse 
than before that SVB started to sell some of the securities at a loss. So that's a really bad business decision in order to give themselves some breathing room and improve the liquidity. And <laughs> I, I, I kind of don't agree. It, it's a business decision. You do it. You try to get some money flowing around so you can improve your liquidity. That's, in my opinion, totally valid business decision. But I think that the the press release was kind of bad. I know, I know that they put something out saying that they're going to sold some securities at a loss and blah, 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 blah. But people got spooked. And that's when the rock started rolling around. And even though they really didn't have such a big liquidity problem, they everyone is like crapping their, their pants. I think everyone is still in the PTSD phase from, you know, Terra Luna, FTX saying everything is fine. This is just a minor sell-off. Everything <laughs> is going to be... Everything is going to be fixed soon, but yeah, right, rightly so that they got spooked. But this this basically is ending up like a bank run. And a lot of the venture capitalists have jumped in to advise the founders to get money out of SVB. And this is the definition of a bank run. Same as Terra Luna. Everyone is trying to cash out as soon as possible and everything is going to hell. Well, something but similar is going that down was, But at the moment, this was impacting the bank alone. But when we were preparing this episode, I think you mentioned that that also impacted the crypto world. How was yes. that? Yes. So in, in a similar fashion to when a company or users find out that you have most of the money in a, or some money in this SVB bank, um, users from that company is also going to get spooked. For example, if you know the one of the most reliable stable coins, USDC, from a company named Circle, which holds over $40 billion, dollars it turns out they had around 3.3 billion dollars in svb so this kind of triggered a sell-off and usdc which is supposed to be always one-to-one with a us dollar had a major fall to 82 cents and for a moment i was really scared this is another terra luna moment with it crashed down from one dollar to one millionth of a cent um it kind of picked up and today it's at 99 cents and seemingly back to being packed with the US dollar. Dude, we should have bought like thousands of USD. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Could... Yeah, it's not always a smart call. You never know. It could go sideways either way. I'm sure that somebody capitalized on that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I hope did. so. I hope so. Okay, but let, let's leave cryptocurrencies aside a bit. Let's go back to the bank. So SVB as the bank, it's a regulated entity. It's a fairly old entity, for old entity, and it's insured, right? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what what banks have is usually they have FDIC insurance. So FDIC is an institution that protects your money in the unlikely event of a bank failure. And there is a standard amount, uh, so FDIC works in the US and insures deposits up to, I think, quarter of a million for regular customers. In the EU, I think we have a similar system that's limited to 100K. So in that case, it's better to be a resident of the US, but let's leave that aside. Um, so yeah, if you open a deposit account, it's automatically insured by FDIC and you are automatically covered. And that's super well until you are you and me. But as we learned in the beginning, uh, there were a lot of startups, a lot of 
companies that had money locked up in a bank and FDIC insurance doesn't cover that. And at the end, I read somewhere that I think only 3% or a bit, a little bit less of all deposits were FDIC insured. That means that like 97, 19% of those funds were not insured. Can you see the wait, problem there? <laughs> wait, but this, wow. Does this mean they were not insured because most of the people or venture capitalists had more than 250K? Or is the problem because this is not applicable for companies, just for individuals? I'm not 100% sure. I think it's a bit of both. Definitely because they had more than 250, uh, 250,000. Um, if you're a company, so let's imagine you and I have a startup. We go out to venture capitalists. We pitch a great idea how the casual dot is should be a separate entity that would host a bunch of podcasts, a bunch, a bunch of YouTube channels, and we would do good things. And they give us 150 million. But they won't give us that in, in a suitcase and say, hey, here's cash for you. Go to the Bahamas and enjoy. <laughs> They're going to put this into the bank and we're going to pump the money out of there for our day-to-day -day costs. Right? With me so far? Yes. And Unfortunately. As it currently is, Casual.is has no revenue. We don't earn anything. If you want to support us, write us write to us at uh, hi at Casual.is and we can make a deal. But currently we don't have any revenue. If this was our full-time job, we would have a problem because we would have 150 million in a bank, but we couldn't access that. And because it's not insured, we don't have any money. So that means we have to All get of the companies the under SVB <laughs> cannot... All the venture capitalists right now cannot play, pay their employees if they have their money locked in SVB. Yeah. The problem is a bit lesser if you have an income stream. Because if you if you got money rolling in, you at least can cover expenses and pay your employees. But yeah, if you're 100% venture capitalist funded and you have all the money tied into SVB, you're kind of screwed. So, eh. Problem. Wow. Okay. So, what do you think is next? Are are we gonna get um, sponsored by? No, I'm so, sorry. I'm kidding. So, uh, um, I mean, yeah, I'm a day behind on my reading, but uh, I know that FDIC has taken over SVB because SVB cannot cover their their balances. It's not uh, able to well process the funds and actually pay out stuff. So FDIC has taken over this and this hasn't happened before uh, in, in a long time. It happened in 2008 with the great financial crisis. But since then, I think I'm fairly certain that no bank has been taken over by FDIC. And we've got rippling effects. I know that the stocks of major banks are down. I know that uh, founders, investors, shareholders are asking, hey, you're my bank. How are you managing your money? <laughs> Is there any parallel between SVB and you? As they should, as they should. I, I think yep. this is this is this is a good plus that a lot a lot of banks are going to be put under scrutiny, and I, I guess some of them will be able to assure um, the users that everything is fine with their money. What's also interesting is I read somewhere that uh, those users that managed to pull out. Um, money out of SVB, put it in into other banks such as Revolut, which is also um, an interesting fact. Stocks are going down. Banks are probably going to go 
on multiple runs. So, yeah, hold on tight. We're in for a scary, scary couple of months. No, no, that's scary. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Stuff goes up, stuff goes down. We'll see. And I think this is it for this episode. Do you have any more information that we should cover with SVB? Nope, absolutely not. I think we, we pretty much covered the whole topic. It was really nice. In that case, let's wrap it up. Dear listener, thank you. You know what to do. Subscribe.